Hey Saints and Ains, welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes with the Perry. What's good with y'all? How are you today? Chilling, man. You're sleepy. Very. Why? <sighs> because I've been trying to get like these little sermons and these little messages ready for these events. And oh. I've just been up all night thinking about it. That makes you tired? Yeah. and then The I'll Bible be, makes you tired? Studying the Bible? It's exhausting? Why you got to take it there? Like, why you got to like, like, no, like, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a procrastinator. And so I've been procrastinating on a lot of my, my, my deadlines and stuff okay. like that. Okay. So what are you studying for? I have to preach in Dallas and, um, that's the main thing. I got to preach in Dallas. In what are you of, preaching? On Matthew 28, making disciples of all nations. Tell me about that. I'm helping you prep. I hope you see it. Um, yeah, I'm preparing a sermon about, um, uh, about discipleship making, but I'm challenging people about the goal part in that. Asking people whether they, what, what, what does your goal look like? Because so, I think a lot of times in, uh, <laughs> you so extra. I think a lot of times in, especially Western civilization, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we can think like our goal looks like, you know, um, going on mission trips or um, starting programs in a local community. And that's all good. Uh-huh. But I think that we have to understand that Jesus actually made disciples as he went. Uh. And so, like, I think that we have to learn how to make disciples as we go. And so that's how I became a disciple. Yeah. You know, somebody, Gary, he took me on his wing. And as he went, he uh-huh. just took me with him. And Teach so, the text. Yeah. And so that's Crazy not the whole is- text. Crazy thing is, this episode ain't got nothing to do with that. It never does. You know, we <laughs> always start off with something totally <laughs> random. It has nothing to do with that. Uh, we straight talking about guns. We are. It, it rhymes with, gu- it has a guh. Go gun. Right? You, you tried to force that one. <laughs> no, I did force it. <laughs> but I, I own that. I don't, I don't care. What do you feel about guns, but Uh... You just went straight there. Yeah, I just went straight there. You see how I did that? I don't know how to feel. So on one end, I think they are deadly little creatures, you know, like they kill people. On an, on another end, I am empathetic of them because they also protect people. So. Yeah. Like um, people, like most gun owners, well, a lot of gun owners in America, I don't know about abroad, but. In America, say that a gun is a shield in the hands of the right person. Interesting. Not a weapon. Yeah. So you did you want guns in, when we lived in Chicago? I wanted guns ever since I was married to you, and you was like, "No, no guns. So <laughs> no guns at all. Not in my house. I not around my kids. I can't even bring my voice to that kind of. <laughs> I don't know why I gave you tone. That voice. I don't. Even, I don't know why I gave you that voice. It was odd. No, Edith's not going to find a gun when you're going to go pow. <laughs> So anyway, and when you finally let me get a gun, I was like, whoa. And then I just started getting them. I'm trying to dialogue <laughs> about the process. So you, Preston kept wanting to have a gun or whatnot. And when I was in like first or second grade, like we watched this program about this. Um, you know, you probably don't remember because you were a hood baby. And I don't know how much y'all was watching. <laughs> first HBO. of all, I'm sorry to people coming to my DMs like, hey, hood baby, because of you. <laughs> <laughs> call them Preston. My name anyway, is Preston. So they, they watched. We watched this little special about safety, 
And it was like this little reenacted thing where these two kids was in the house and one of the kids found their dad's gun and shot the other little boy. And when you're in second grade, that's mad traumatizing. So that's always just kind of been in my spirit that like I don't want a gun in the house, especially considering the fact that we have children until we moved into a home in Georgia. Then it felt like, huh. I want a gun up in here. <laughs> yeah, because before we was in apartments. So it's like, y- y'all got options of places y'all gonna break into. Now that I got this house, like, if you just wanna come to my house, like, you here, and yeah. then what I'm gonna do, like, I'm gonna I'm stab you. I gotta get real close to you to stab you. I'm gonna throw the knife. My aim ain't that great. I ain't got no bow and arrows. What am I gonna <laughs> do? I could pray, but, like, we need to pray and, like, do a thing. And yeah. so I felt like guns would be helpful to protect me and my children when you're gone. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I think, um, yeah. Having guns is, um, I, don't, I, I wouldn't say it's for everybody, but I, I don't think that they're all the way wrong when you are educated about the gun that you have, when you um, are responsible and making sure that guns stay secure, not just to protect people, you know, in your home and children, but also I think that uh, America <laughs> should do a better job of making sure everybody has safes in their home because a lot of the crimes or a lot of the, you know, stuff that happened around um, the country is happened because people steal guns and then do, go do crimes with them. And so because it's not easily traceable back to them. And so, yeah, I think that. So to this statement and even into my to my own experience, I felt a pushback in my spirit. Yeah. OK, because what somebody would say and what people have said is, why do you need a gun when God can protect you? Same reason why you lock your doors at night. Explain. <laughs> uh, because I, th- I think uh, to say that, you know, God is going to protect us is such a, uh, it's an obvious statement. But at the same time, it's like we still take pre- preventative measure- measures to make sure we're safe. It's like we wear seatbelts. And so uh, we lock our doors at night. You know, we call the police. We don't say, oh, don't come. Jesus is here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, we do things, yeah. you know, to, you know and, so, and so I think that uh, in the same way a cop has a gun, I think that if I'm a responsible citizen, I can have one too. That's just my, my, my you know, I, I don't feel convicted about having a gun. Um, and also too, I think, yeah, in, in light of what we are going through in America with all of these mass shootings, uh, I would love to see, and maybe I'm, I'm, I'm taking it somewhere else, but I would love to see this country like a London, uh, a place where, you know, guns are not such a thing. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, you know, this country was built on mm-hmm. guns. And so me personally, if I'm in a grocery store with my family and somebody comes in shooting i personally feel more secure with my gun and jesus <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that's just me that's, that's the new shirt you know what jesus, i'm saying uh, and i don't and and, 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 I, and i know and that jesus. and i know that kind of sounds like probably like a you know a, a right-wing republican you know what i'm saying but i'm really not trying to sound like that but i i, I do think that there has to be a balance you know what i'm saying so, so. we both know of a, a prominent teacher who has said that if someone were to break into his home and, you know, threatening him and his wife, that he would not shoot or own a gun because he feels like this is one way to turn the other cheek and lay your life down for the gospel, even though it's not a martyr situation. They just probably try yeah. to steal your PS5. But, you know, like, how do you how do you respond to men who would say, I like I killing an individual is not the way that I want to protect myself and my family. 
yeah, about that. I can't go. Why not? <laughs> if somebody come in my crib and and, and 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 seeks to harm my family, I feel like I have a a moral obligation to protect them at all costs. Mm-hmm. And I don't my, my heart is never to kill somebody who comes in my house without my permission, but I do want you to stop moving. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean. I'm not necessarily pointing me for so long because I meant it with all my heart. <laughs> Go ahead. I, this is what I mean. I, I I want you to to I want to eliminate the threat of anybody in my in my family. Meaning, married. the goal would not be to kill, but to I don't want you to move. <laughs> I don't want you to move in my house. I want you to stay still. And so, if I have the opportunity, right, to say don't move and you listen, and I and I can keep my eye on you. But if I don't until have the, the police show up, until the police show up. But okay. if I don't have the opportunity, because here's the thing, it's the difference between. So what does this mean? You, you aiming for the angles? What are you doing? I, how do they I, not? Hopefully, I don't have to aim for anything. If I if I can assess them before they before they make me out in the house and see where I am, uh-huh. if I can assess them and see that they don't have a gun, but if they have a gun in their hand, I'm I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to shoot. Got I'm it. not going to hesitate because I have kids in here and a uh-huh. wife that i love very much i appreciate that you know what i'm saying so I'm, I'm not going to like oh maybe i should sh-. i'm going to shoot okay and i'm going to shoot until you stop moving that's just me okay you know what i'm saying and so i know that might make some people feel uncomfortable but that's just yeah at what point at what point okay how do you i'm only anticipating objections so somebody would say the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. Yeah. Have you sinned against God by killing that person? No. So. Well, I think that killing in that context is murder. Killing without justifiable cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's the case, like God wouldn't have told David to, you know, kill Goliath. I think killing um, mm-hmm. is warranted in some situations. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that killing someone without um, like a, a, like a, like a reason i think that's murder like you know like what uh when uh cain killed abel merely because he was jealous that he was giving g- good gifts unto the lord like right. that's murder right. and so i think protecting your family i think that god calls us to protect our family and i think it's a difference like you brought up the the the, the pastor who who thinks you know that if somebody breaks in their house you know they should die for the gospel mm-hmm. i think it's complete difference than somebody saying Preston, deny Jesus or die. Yeah. And somebody come and saying, you know what, I just wanna, you know, yeah. I wanna kill your wife and your children. I wanna murk you Yeah, that, that's completely Okay. So about AR fifteens. AR fifteens. Why like why is that a thing, I guess, in America that we would have these these weapons that should exist on you know, in wars and stuff. Like, why is that like in regular people houses? So here's the thing. So that's kind of troubling to to me. So my view on guns, I I feel like I I be having like (laughs) people on the right sometimes say, amen, Preston. And people on the left saying, amen, Preston. You know, uh, because I think (laughs) everything that I just said, a lot lot of gun owners and a lot of, you know, people who, you know, want their gun rights protected in this country probably love what I just said a couple seconds ago. But when it comes to AR-15s, I'm completely in a, in agreement with people who want to see criminal background checks. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm completely in agreement with with people who feel like the person who went into that grocery store and shot those people up up in um, Buffalo, New York, or the the incident that happened in the school in Texas. Like I think that 
uh, it's irrational and it's irresponsible for us to allow an 18 year old person who doesn't even know who they are yet mm -hmm. to go inside of a store and buy AR-15 with military rounds. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, I was reading, I told you this, this morning, I was reading an, uh, like a scholarly article about mass shootings, but really it was like a psychological and sociological profile of mass shooters and how the large majority of them are between 18 to 25. Mostly all of them have been abandoned, rejected, um, isolated. They might have some type of uh, mild disability that makes them different from the majority culture mm -hmm. in their school. Um, and also just kind of, the word isn't effeminate, but not treated as as manly enough. Yeah. And so when they get introduced to guns and artillery and weapons and all of that type of stuff, like that is the one place where they feel powerful and feel masculine. Mm. And at the point that they go inside of places and shoot up schools or whatever the case may be, it's usually when they've reached the peak of not being able to take it anymore. Mm -hmm. But there's always a warning, almost always. They sent somebody a letter, they didn't said something on social media, they didn't made some kind of post that, hey, this is where I am, this is what I'm about to do. Um, but they, they rarely stop. Yeah, because I thought about the guy who, unfortunately you know murder those children in that school and i put this on social media like i was in bed one night and i like literally was in tears like i was because as a father you think about what those kids went through and then i began to think about him and i began to like hear all the arguments on social media and on the news about gun control and all of that and i think about my 18 year old self who had all that anger inside of me you know what I'm saying? Who had, I was confused. My hormones are raging. Um, and so I heard, you know, that that guy was picked on. Um, and unfortunately, he wanted to take it out on third graders and other people who picked on him. I don't understand that. But um, yeah, like, why would you allow someone who doesn't even know who they are yet? To own a gun. To, not, not, even, not even a gun, because what you just said about the, about the study is that I have an AR-15, right. and I've shot AR-15s. I've shot AR-15s a whole bunch of times. And so it's a completely different between you shooting a, a, um, a handgun and an AR-15. What's the difference? You feel powerful. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a heavy machine, mm -hmm. right? And so I think that when you, I think psychologically, when you put something so powerful in the hands of somebody who has so much anger, mm -hmm. and studies show that we as boys, we don't mature until like 25. Mm -hmm. And so he's dealing with all of that rejection, all of that hurt, all of that pain, all of the people talking about him. And it's like, okay, while you're trying to figure out who you are, come get an AR-15 with military yeah. rounds. Yeah. It's so stupid, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so like, I think for the people who are just asking people who are trying so hard to protect and, and I know I might sound like um, um, like being hypocritical here, but I'm not. I think it has to have balance. Mm -hmm. I think that um, for people in this country saying who, who are saying like, no, we should have mental background checks for people who want to own these type of weapons. Uh, I don't think that they should be 18 years old. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I I own guns at 35. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I should have owned those guns at 18. Yeah. Um, uh, in, uh, yeah, also too, I think that we need to do a better job of making sure every state and city has criminal background checks 
that everybody has safes, you know what I'm saying, um, in their homes to protect their guns and keep them keep them locked up. And so I just think that this country is backward, backwards in this way. And that's the reason why I want to have guns is because I live in a country that allows stuff like that. So you earlier you mentioned London. And uh, when you mentioned London, I thought about uh, Scotland because our friend Carrie used to, she grew up there. And I remember the first time I had a conversation with Carrie, uh, that's when we were living in Chicago. And, you know, the, the, the crime rate and murder rate in Chicago is just always high. Uh, and so it was always on the forefront of my mind. And I asked, I said, how many murders were there in Scotland, like, last year or something? And she was like, seven. Wow. And she was like, but they were all by stabbing, <laughs> which was like, I was like, how? And she was like, because we can't have weapons and, and, and guns even and though stuff. you got to be in the different type of crazy but that's what i'm somebody. saying like if if it's if, like you hit a if people are dying because of stabbing you've already reached into a different niche of a person yeah right come here and, and so it's like but i think that weekend chicago maybe had 36 murders for her to only have experienced seven and just on friday there was 36 that was deep to me yeah you know what i'm saying so i guess my question is is it is it even this is idealistic but it, is it even a possibility that America can just kind of do away with guns. Is that a thing? So here's the thing, man. <laughs> I know we got the Constitution and what is that? What's the one of the things that all the people... Uh, the Second Amendment right. Yeah, that thing. That. Yeah. Um, I'm not one of those gun owners that's saying like, I love guns and I love my Second Amendment right mm-hmm. so much. And I'm not one of them. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate guns. The dialect you used was very... Yeah. Yeah. I knew who you were talking. Right. About. Yeah. Because so. I, 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 I be at the gun range with a lot of them and they cool people. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, yeah, brother, shoot your AR-15. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, <laughs> you know, uh, but I'm not one of those people. But I but I I do feel like as far as America getting rid of guns, I feel like America and this is just my own personal opinion. And I could be wrong. I feel like we'll get rid of the hamburger before we get rid of guns. It's yeah. so American. And I, and I think when you think about America, um, this country is so much about power. You have to understand one of the ways in which America came into power is because of guns. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, we were would, we would straight killing the Native Americans because they didn't have guns. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and so... And don't I, say we. That wasn't us. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, America. I get you it. Know? And, I, and so I think that... To let go of something so much that that contribute to them having us having power, I just don't never see it happening. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, and I think that for the church uh, to put it on us, I think that we have to pray because I think in some ways we have to understand that God will judge us for all the 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 blood that was shed because of guns. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but as for me and my house. I just want to make sure. I know. I know for a fact. If I live in a society with so many guns out here, I want to. I want to be able to protect my family. I know for a fact that Hobby Lobby got a rug that that says that. What? As for me and my house, we gonna have guns. I know <laughs> it's at Michaels or somewhere. Home Goods, Marshalls, TJ. Because so I heard. I heard. A, I heard a guy. He's a. He's a. A white guy that I became really cool with. Um, at the going to the gun range. And he always wears his shirt that says uh, a gun is a shield in the hands of the right person. And I do think that there's a lot of truth to that because uh, I think that 
You can hate guns, and I think that you can be equally grateful for a gun if it's used to save your life. And so I think that it has to be a balance. But I think that this country is so political that we'll do what we have to do um, to keep the hands in the to keep guns in the hands of the of the right people at the expense of endangering so many others. I think that's the problem. To close, I would like to hear your thoughts on. So, like, every time there's a a mass shooting and people talk about it, people always bring up Chicago. Like, why are we we talking about the mass shootings when people are dying in Chicago all the time? And it rubs me the wrong way because it's it's a deflection. It is a deflection. Oftentimes. It's like, yeah, I I feel you. There is a lot going on in Chicago, but about this mass shooting. Like, that's, that's the topic at hand. But secondly, y'all don't even live there, ain't lived there, Never don't know the pastors there. on the ground, don't know the organizations that's doing work. I was a part of one of them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, to me, it's like you, you're you using Chicago as a scapegoat to talk about another issue. But I guess you as a Chicago, Chicago native who has seen the corruption um, that has actually like cultivated this kind of violent atmosphere in Chicago, like what's, I don't know, what's your thoughts? Yeah, one, I think that people have to understand that these it's it's easier to get a gun in some parts of Chicago than it is to get candy for some kids, which is sad. Hmm. Right. Um, I've talked about in the past when I was young, growing up in the my, my whole family is from this city called Roseland. We used to see cops literally drop ba- bags of guns off in the alley mm-hmm. way. <laughs> Like with the serial number scratched off of them so they won't be traced. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen things like that at, you know, 11 and 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, one, I think for people who say things like that, um, really do not, like, they don't understand the corruption that haps, happens in a, in, a, in a place like Chicago. There's no reason why the city of New York has cleaned up their streets in such a way and Chicago can't do the same. Mm-hmm. And what I tell people all the time is that, um, um, corruption can be easily hidden in chaos mm-hmm. right and so mm-hmm. um you you have to understand that and so the more chaotic a neighborhood is the more corruption can be hidden mm-hmm. the, when it's cleaned up corruption is is exposed and so when you see a city that is heavily corrupted you are not only supposed to look at the, the citizens that are there mm-hmm. you have to look at the leadership black people in the hoods are not the leadership so that's that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I, I do think it's a legitimate argument for people who have AR-15s and say, you know, uh, yeah, like majority of the of the of the murders that happen around this country are not are not are not taking place with AR-15s. It's with handguns, mm-hmm. which is a true thing. You can't conceal uh, an AR-15, which you can conceal a handgun. Mm-hmm. So most criminals use handguns, right? Right. Um, and so a lot of the murders that, that's, that's happened in Chicago, most of them are, are, are happen with, you know, with, hand, with handguns. But I think for, for people, you have to understand that, like, when you look at all the murders in Chicago and you see, like, 800 murders in one year and you, and, and you say, well, why don't you guys care about the murders that's happening in Chicago? It's like, do you really think we don't? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so it's so offensive mm-hmm. like I grew up on the south side of Chicago and we had way more stop the shoot rallies than police brutality rallies mm-hmm. or AR-15 rallies or whatever it's like but but I think sometimes the far left they don't 
promote that because it doesn't support their agenda. Right. No, I, no, I think the left. Oh, okay. I think I think when you see when you see because I'm not I'm not a fan of the right or the left. Uh-huh. I'm just gonna be hunted with you. Because because oh. because the right that means honest. Yeah, honest. I think sometimes people um, uh, say, "Man, let's let's focus on what's what's happening with these AR-15s." But I think sometimes the left they don't put a lot of emphasis on you know um, black people really caring about the murders that happen in our in our city. Chicago has don't shoot rallies every year and you don't see it on mainstream news. Mm-hmm. And so this is the reason why so many people who don't live in the hood are so misinformed about how we deeply care about black men and women dying every year. Right. And so they, they they look at us and say, oh, you guys don't really care. It's like, no, we have way more stop the, stop the violence and don't shoot rallies than we have police brutality and all of this stuff. But it's not promoted on right. the left. Right. And I think the right... I think they always want to use murders in Chicago as a cop out and things like that when they want to protect their agenda. And so I think the I, I, and that's the reason why I don't really like the political conversation as much, even though it is political. I think that we need to just start having human conversations and talking to people and learning from people who don't come from our worlds. Because if you talk to somebody from like me, a person who came from the hood, who's been redeemed, who loves Jesus you will see that no people from my community we do care about the murders that happen in Chicago, and yeah, you know, and we also said about the, the the killings that happen with AR-15s, and so I think it has to be balanced, and I think that we have to learn from people who don't look like us. Well, there we go. You did a good job, because yeah. I, I I have nothing to add to this conversation other than questions. And I'll and I'll say this. Okay. Get, off, I, get off your chest. And I'll say this. Uh huh. P.S. AR-15s do not stand for assault rifle, right? Um, right. And so I think a lot of times when people think about AR-15s, they think about, you know, a gun that can kill 20 people in five seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, a handgun and an AR-15 are both semi-automatic weapons, meaning you have to pull them, you have to pull the trigger each time to, uh, for a bullet to shoot out. What makes an AR-15 deadly is not that it can kill people faster, it's that the round is stronger. And then anytime the the longer a gun is, the more accurate it is. And so most people who shoot with handguns are going to miss, especially if they don't know how to shoot. You can get somebody who don't know how to shoot and they can aim a little bit and hit their target with an AR-15. And so that's the Mm. difference. And so I think that if we really want to keep guns in this country, I think that we have to do a better job at teaching people how to operate these guns, teaching people how to be responsible with these guns and making sure they don't end up in the hands of people who are mentally ill and who are mad at the world without mental background checks yet. Because if we don't, I believe that God will judge us. You know what I'm saying? And so that's it. That's all I'll say. All right. Bye, y'all. 30 Minutes with the Perrys is a production of Ivy Media Podcast. Edited by Angie Elkins. Video recording and audio production by Tim Powell. Artwork by Hop and music by Swoop. Join us on Patreon for early access to With the Perry's episodes and other exclusives. You got two options. You can go to www.patreon.com forward slash with the Perry's or just go ahead and scroll. You'll find the link in our show notes. We are the Perry's. Thank y'all for listening. Now go with God. <laughs>